Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres-Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice. I've missed you guys. I got so used to the two-a-week episodes that I feel like I haven't talked to y'all in forever. But I promise that today's episode is definitely worth the wait. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Margot Burr. Margot is an on-air fashion and lifestyle expert and entrepreneur based in Baltimore, Maryland, and she actually built two side hustles that helped her pay off over $10,000 of debt in six months. All right, Margot, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So for anybody who doesn't know who you are, why don't you go ahead and start off with an introduction of who you are, what you do? Yeah. So hi, everybody. My name is Margot Burr. Um, I am an entrepreneur and also a television host. So um, I was able to create three different streams of revenue for myself that started off as side hustles that I was able to basically make it my full time. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and um, I have a, a pro program where I show people how to, I was able to pay off over $10,000 worth of credit card debt within six months by using my side hustle. So I have a program where I show people um, how to use the same strategies and just to show them that 
it's not as hard as they think it is. I love that. I'm so passionate about side hustles. I feel like everybody should have them. And that's what initially attracted me to you when I found you on Instagram. I was like, this girl is talking about what I want to talk about. (laughs) So I'm so excited to get into your side hustles and all that stuff. Um, But before we get into that, I would just love to know, because I feel like we all have a money story that shapes the way that we deal with money as adults. So could you share with us how your relationship with money was formed growing up? And how did you first become interested in personal finance and the power of money? Yes, absolutely. So um, for me growing up, I have four sisters. So it's five girls. My parents um, are married. Um, and, you know, I grew up in a household where, you know, my parents made were they would be considered middle class. But um, I've always inside of me, I didn't know whether I wanted to do entertainment or if I wanted to be rich and famous. Like I always just I just knew inside of me always, even growing up, that I just like fashion, glitz, glam, like all that fun stuff that comes with all of that. So um, I've always known that I, you know, wanted to acquire more for myself, but I never really knew exactly how, you know, how I was going to go about getting it. Obviously my parents, my mom's a nurse, a registered nurse, and my dad's a bus driver. So I'm like, I don't really have people around me who, you know, who are doing what I want to do or who, who can really help me get to the level that I want to get to. So I just started watching um, things on YouTube and I can remember as far as being my, I want to say like eighth grade. So how was, I was like 13, a teenager watching Bob, Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor has been around for so long and he talks about paradigm shifts, paradigm shifts and, you know, the way you can think and how to feel things. So, you know, growing up, I always, um, watched him and wanted to be like him and wanted to acquire more, but I just didn't really know how about going about doing it. So, um, you know, my mindset has always been to, to do more, to have more, to be more, but I just had to figure out different ways that I could go about it. So, you know, my first job I had at 15, so I've always been what you want to say, like a hustler. I've always wanted to make money. I always wanted nice things. Again, I love fashion. So I always wanted to look nice. So in order for me to play that part, I had to make sure I could do for myself. Um, growing up, I went to, um, you know, I, I, um, I went to regular school, was around regular people, never really had that exposure until I actually got older. I'm out of college. I worked for Carnival Cruise Lines. I did that for a year and a half. And then I worked for my aunt and my cousin who are actually millionaires. And they gave me, they were the first ones who gave me the taste, you know, coming in, coming in late, you know, it's employees at, at the at the job coming in. They're coming in late, getting their nails, toes done, coming in at one o'clock. We've been there since eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, this is how <laughs> I want to live. Like I, I saw that, I saw it. I always knew how I wanted to get there, but I didn't know. And finally, I was able to finally be in that realm. And I want to say that was about as soon as I stopped working for the cruise line, that was like in 2015. And I was Mm -hmm. 25. I'm 29 now. I was about 25. And that time that really changed my life working with them and then seeing how being an entrepreneur and really working hard and being dedicated, you can create and provide opportunities for other people, but also help yourself. And from there, I paid attention. And that's when it really inspired me to want to do more. And that's, that's yeah. That's awesome. So what does your aunt do? Um, well, my aunt, well, actually it's my, my cousin, my godmother, my aunt and my okay. they were business partner. So my cousin, she still works in the healthcare field. So she has um, healthcare agencies. So she has about mm-hmm. two of them. Okay. Yep. So you saw the power of entrepreneurship yeah. to create this abundance for yourself that like a nine to five just isn't going to do for you. Right? So, so would you say that you had like a good handle on money in general? Like, or were you the type of person that would get into debt, pay that off and then get into debt again? Yeah, I, thought, I would definitely say the second one. Listen, mm-hmm. like I, in my mind, I wanted the rich and famous lifestyle, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't physically have it. So when I had like a little $800 check, excuse me, not a little, but when I had an $800 check, I would 
think, oh my God, that's so much money. I want to, and I will blow it all. Right. And that mm-hmm. wasn't at the time I wasn't being really smart with my money. And as I got older and I honestly, I'm not even going to sit here and to lie. It took me about, it's like the last two years. So almost heading into 30, my late twenties, um, was when I really realized that how I had to be a better steward with my finances. So to answer your question, I was the type of person that would get a credit card and then spend it and then get in debt and be like, oh, pay it off and then do it all over again. And then in before, in the beginning, it was just one, but then it ended up spiraling to three. And I'm just saying it was not a smart, I was not a good steward with my finances at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think that's such a common story. I know I was in the cycle of credit card debt for most of my 20s because mm-hmm. like you, I can totally relate to like, wanting to live this lifestyle maybe you know you grew up in a household where you didn't always get everything you wanted so then when you started making money you're trying to like overcompensate Mm. and like live this luxurious life Mm. without actually putting the things in place Mm -hmm. that will allow you to do that exactly and and i can honestly say like my parents they did the best that they could and i and i appreciate them so much and they only can teach people can only teach you what they know right so my family never they they were never they were awesome parents but they never really taught us about financial literacy and that's not their fault i'm never going to fault them for that but they never really taught us about you know hey if you get a credit card you know, you're supposed to keep it within 30, you know, keep the balance below 30% of whatever your balance is. And you want to make sure that if you do get a credit card, you want to pay it down, you know, because if you don't, that's going to affect what you're going to try to get in the long run, whether you're trying to rent, whether you're trying to get a mortgage, whether you're trying to get a car. So just be more cautious of that. And I think if I probably had that or had a little bit more financial um, literacy or understood it a little bit more or appreciated it more, then I probably wouldn't have got myself into the mess that I had got myself into. Yeah, no, it, it's such a good point. You know, our parents cannot teach us something that they were not taught themselves. And if the extent of their financial literacy is like, save some money, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing I learned from my my parents from like a long term perspective, they were great savers. Mm-hmm. So they showed me how to do that. But like, when we're talking about investing and entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and like building wealth, mm-hmm. that wasn't a conversation because they don't know what to do. So how would they be able to teach us about that? You know? Exactly. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So I'm curious, what was the motivation or what inspired you to kind of change the way that you handle your finances? What was that light bulb moment for you? Well, honestly, the light bulb moment was the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, I realized that working a job, applying for a job, waiting for someone to call me back, get an interview, and then wait for that long process was just not where it was at for me. I knew that um, I wanted more. I knew that, you know, I'm in my late twenties and I'm still living at home with my parents. I know that me working a part-time job is not really going to the cap. What is the, I think minimum wage is like $15. Like even if I work full-time, that's still not going to be enough for me to carry my bills. You know, like rent mm-hmm. alone is by, it's by itself. It's like a thousand, eleven hundred dollars in Maryland. Maryland is one of the richest States. So everything is like super expensive out here for no reason. So I wasn't able to, um, and I didn't want to work. I didn't want to continue to, um, you know, trade time for money. And I knew that my time was valuable and I knew I had gifts and talents. I just did it. I didn't know how to bring them out. And I didn't really know, you know, I didn't really know how I can monetize that. So, you know, once I realized I was getting older and I wanted to move out and have my own independence, I knew that I had to make a change. And I know that, and I knew that the only way that I would be able to do what I wanted to do faster was creating my own and being able to get more money, you know, getting a better, a better bang for my buck. Because if I'm okay. working 40 hours a week and I'm only getting what, $400, I could be working 
four hours a week and I can make that, I can make that money in a day. You know what I mean? So I just had to change my mindset, my mindset and my perspective on what I wanted for myself and also what I was willing to commit to because being an entrepreneur is a serious thing. Like there are a lot of people who are trying to be entrepreneurs out here who cannot achieve that. So if you are blessed enough to be able to do that and write your own checks, you have to take it seriously. Like it is not a game. I love that. That is so true. And I love what you said about really putting value on your time. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many of us that are trading, I mean, two thirds of your day to like a job that maybe you don't even care about. Maybe you don't even like, and maybe they're not even paying you what you actually deserve. And that's just a way to waste your life. Like, I think there's nothing that is more just like soul sucking Mm -hmm. than spending the best quote unquote years of your life, your youth, like Mm -hmm. earning money for a place that I mean, look what's happened with COVID-19. Like how many people have just been like tossed aside because companies just don't care. Like they don't have to care about you. You're, you're a number, you're a liability, they're paying you. So I think that's given a lot of people like a reality check on like what their time is actually worth. Yeah. Mom, it's so funny because my mom said the other day, she was like, when you go to the, um, to the eye doctor, what do they test you for? She's like 2020, 2020 vision, right? I was mm. like, that's so true. And she's like, what year are we in? I was like, 2020. She's like, God's showing everybody their 2020 vision. Ooh, I, was like, oh, I love that. Wow. I, I, she told me that too. I was like, you know what? I had a snap like the jazz. I like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay. So you were able to pay down over $10,000 in six months. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. How did you actually do that? Yes. So um, how I was able to do that was, um, like, again, like I said, I was, um, I started a side hustle. I started a few of them, actually. So I had one side hustle that I started, which was a modeling and dance program for girls that I did with my mom and my sister. I took my $3,000 refund check and um, I started that program and I ended up getting like 20 girls. I was charging $40 per week for per 20 girls. But then after a while, it was every Saturday. After a while, I was just like, uh, I want to do something else that it can be full time. Mind you, I was still working part time working and I was doing that entrepreneurship on the side. So I'm like, how can I capitalize and make more of my time so I can do what I want to do? Cause I actually enjoyed it. It's an all girl program. I wasn't really able to go to different areas and just segregate, you know, just say, Hey, I want all the girls. So I had to find something that was gender neutral. So myself and my sister, um, we had, we ended up, um, cause we always, we always danced. We danced for over 11 years in our lives and we both wanted to be entrepreneurs. We both retired. Um, of working and trading time for money. So we were like, what can we do? How can we turn this this girls program into something real? So we ended up finding a business coach who does, um, so basically what we do is movement and dance. So we go to different preschools in the Maryland area and we teach kids. So we have about 450 kids that we service. And um, with so basically with that, we started that within eight weeks and um, we made a lot of money doing that. So basically I was able to use the money that I used that I was able to make my side hustle it ended up being full time, and I was able to pay down my uh, my credit cards, pay it down that way. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic! I yeah. love the fact that you harnessed a talent that you already have. You didn't mm-hmm. even have to learn something new, and you just found the way to monetize it. Yeah. And I think that's the the key, right, for entrepreneurship is realizing we all have talents, and mm-hmm. we all do something that somebody would pay money for. Yeah. And it's just a matter of transforming that into a business model. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about like, how do you actually help your clients create those side hustles? Like, what mm-hmm. is your process? 
So the process is, um, I have a, a book that's called Side Hustle System. So it's really, and it also comes with a task workbook, but it's really just showing people like, again, like myself, I had to do like 50 different things, try out a whole bunch of stuff, jobs to figure out what exactly I was good at. And like you said, I didn't really realize I was good. I knew I could dance. I didn't, but I, I didn't know I could monetize that. So it's really just sitting down and saying, okay, what am I good at? What, what can I really monetize? Like, Right now we're in COVID-19, like you said, we physically go to the schools, but now because we're in um, COVID-19, we have to do everything virtually, right? So you have to go mm-hmm. with the wave. So I basically show people how to take what they're good at. Are you good at drawing? Are you good at singing? Are you good at writing? Whatever you're good at and then packaging that in a way. You can teach people pretty much anything. Every We're all the same. Everybody has the same interests and things like that. So you have to find um, what you're good at and you have to double down on that. You have to write it out and you have to figure out, okay, how am I going to take what I'm good at and how am I going to make that into something that I can teach somebody? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So obviously entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but, you know, I think one of the things that scares people is just like this idea of having to be completely reliant on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people just get stuck in this like comfort zone mindset and they're afraid of taking that risk. So mm-hmm. what advice do you have for people to kind of make that mindset shift so that Instead of looking at entrepreneurship as something that's scary, Mm -hmm. like seeing it as an opportunity and as like a blessing to be even be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say, um, you know, I honestly, I would say you either got or you don't like it's really like if you're not afraid to bend, to get it through the mud, meaning start from the trenches and get your feet wet and you're, you're not afraid to get rejected. You have to have thick skin. So I would say you really have to be ready for this. Like this, that's why I said in the beginning, this is not a game. Like if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, you can't, you have to go all in. Like you can't, you can't like half step. Now there are people who do go into it part-time and then they're nervous and then they keep one foot in and then one foot out and they are successful, but that's like a small handful And Mm -hmm. I say, if this is really what you want to do, it's like do or die. If you don't, it's look at it like you have bills, you have stuff. If you don't, if you know you got to, if you know that you're going to be leaving your full-time job to make this happen, it's by, get it by any means necessary. That means you need to work hard. It means you need to buckle down. It means if you have to invest in courses or invest in things to learn how to do X, Y, and Z, if you have to invest in business coaches, let me tell you, I'm the type of person, if I, my, my first business, the very first business I told you about the modeling business, I, I thought about that. That was like a, a revelation that God told me to do. That was the very beginning. And it was a good, business, but it it wasn't as successful as my, my mobile program because I have a business coach. So if Mm -hmm. you're very scared, this is what I would say. If you're scared and you're like, I don't really know what to do. And you're working a full-time job and you know, you want to start a business. What you need to be doing is doing due diligence and, and looking at who is already in the field that you want to do and hire a business coach. And that I can promise you because I hired two of them. I had a business coach that helped me get to six figures and now I have a million dollar coach. And every single coach that I have has helped me get to where exactly where I want it to be. So you have to do your research. You have to use your inner discernment to say, okay, is this person for me? Is this person shady? You got to pick it. You got to do research to see who's going to be a good fit for you and your personality and then go do it that way. That's what I'm going to say for myself is, is to take away the fear and the doubt Hire a business coach because if you you put your money where your mouth is, you're going to have no choice but to execute. And those things aren't cheap. So if you want to take it that route, I would suggest doing it that way because you'll definitely get results from that way. But if you try to do it yourself and you're not coachable and you're trying to be all over the place, it's not going to be successful. It's just not. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I like to think of a business coach or any type of coach as like a personal trainer. Absolutely. They're like setting you up from a mindset perspective. Mm -hmm. They're giving you a plan. They're keeping you accountable mm -hmm. so that you have a much greater chance of success. Yeah. Now, again, yeah. that's what I did. And I know that there are people who don't, who haven't had business coaches who have been successful, but I'm saying for me, because I'm the type of person who my mind is all over the place, I'll be sitting here writing out my business plan and then somebody's going to, somebody text me and then I'm on there and then I get a notification on Facebook and then like, no, because I have no accountability. So it's like whatever <laughs> yeah. happens, happens. But if I'm paying for something, then it's like, it's like school, like you're paying for college, you have to go or you're going to be, you're going to have to pay that money back anyway. So I say take the coach route because there's no point of reinventing the wheel and you can get there faster me and my sister we were able to make over six figures within less than a year less wow. than a year less than a year like that's and that's amazing. because i took the courage to say you know what i'm gonna just pay this money and i'm gonna just have faith and i'm gonna just jump and i didn't have any other i had my little other side hustles but i wasn't working i was fully in you can't have one pinky toe in and one pinky toe out it can't you gotta be all in or all out it doesn't work like that in life and business you can't do that yeah and i think um the the way that you're framing it is like it's an investment in yourself it's mm -hmm. not just like you're blowing money on some nonsense right. like once you invest in yourself like that's the only investment that exists that has a guaranteed return mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to put the work in exactly yep. yeah mm -hmm. so what are some like lessons that you've learned about entrepreneurship along the way maybe some struggles that you faced especially like as a woman of color mm -hmm. in the entrepreneurship field can you share some of those absolutely being a woman of color i can say number one is it's hard because a lot of um, people, entrepreneurs dominate, predominantly dominated are, you know, the Caucasian and other races. So it's, I feel like sometimes I do have to work a little bit harder when I'm going to recruit to get these schools. I feel like I have to be a little bit more, you know, cause you know, because they might be like, Oh, you're a little black girl. You know, we, we can't take you serious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so I get that a lot, you know, and there's a specific area in Maryland that it's so hard for us to get kids in because they're just so nasty. Like it's times when I go inside the schools and I'm like, hi, I'm Margo. I want to introduce you to my program. And they'll stare at me. I'll be like, Oh, we're not even interested. You have to have tough skin. You have to yeah. have tough skin, like at the end of the day. And I also learned that um, it's not about them. It's about it's not about me. It's about other people. What I when I whatever I'm doing, I have to give my best and I have to give my 100 percent because I know at the end of the day, life is about providing services. So I have to go. I've learned to put excellence into everything I do, no matter what. If I'm feeling crappy one day, if I'm not feeling if I'm feeling down and my numbers are down, it's not about me. It's about the bigger picture. I've also learned about having systems in place. You know, when I first, when I did my very first side hustle, which was my very first business that I did, um, you know, I kind of, we kind of was like, we didn't have an accountant. We didn't have things, systems and processes in place. We kind of was just doing whatever. I mean, it was working, but it wasn't, it was, wasn't as, like I said, it wasn't as successful as mm -hmm. my business that I'm doing right now. So it was because. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. I didn't have certain things put in place, you know, like everything has to be done. Life is all, you have to do life through with principles, you know, doing things the way that they're supposed to be done. Because if you don't, every reaction has, every action has a reaction, whether it's positive or negative. So when you're not living in the laws of life and laws of principles, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, um, actually um, budgeting every month, seeing where your money's going, being a good store with your money, not spending your money as fast as you're getting it, putting your tax money to the side because Uncle Sam wants his money regardless, you know. <laughs> So it's just like little stuff like that. You think when you get, and also remember to pay your to pay yourself because I remember when I first started, when I very 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 first started, instead of paying myself, I would like use the business card. And before mm-hmm. I knew it, like I the bank, it's like just as fast as I made my money, it was gone. But that's what I'm saying. Had I budgeted, had I been budgeting and said this is how much I'm gonna pay myself, you know, that's why I had to read the book Profit First. Profit First really helped change my life and my perspective on paying myself. Like. You pay yourself first and then all your other bills and all your other operating expenses come second. And if it's not enough for either one of the operating expenses of taxes, that means that you're not making enough money. Mm-hmm. So I just had to learn. I had to learn so much stuff. Like you you guys don't even like I, as, as much money as I made, I really I, I really don't have nothing to show for it. Like right now I'm good. But I'm saying when I had first started my business, I had nothing to show for it. And and that's really not good. Like you got to go through business being a good steward and just. That's my, my key. My key word is being a good steward. Because if you're not a, if you're not good with a little, you're not going to be good with a lot. Yeah, that is so, so true. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize, too, that like entrepreneurship is not an instant switch. Like you're not going to get rich in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to put in that work. And mm-hmm. I think the more systems you put in place, the more organized you are and the, the clearer you are on your vision and your goals, like you can set up a plan to meet those goals Instead of just trying to like throw everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yes. And that's exactly, I feel like we're like soul sisters. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was doing. Like it was yeah. super chaotic and that's not good for you. That's not good for your sanity. Cause you don't know where anything's coming from. You go like, wait, where did this, what happened to this money? Where did that go? Where? And it just becomes too crazy and it doesn't have to be like that. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. A business plan, taking your time from the jump. And if you're, you have to be serious, like you can't just go into this and like, 
oh, I'm going to, like you said, get rich overnight. Because if you do, you're going to get your feelings hurt and you're going to be discouraged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. It's It pays off though. That dedication, if you know and you have a clear vision on what you're trying to accomplish and you have a business model that you know is going to work, like it is worth that extra time. And I think that's the thing that I love about entrepreneurship. Like I would do my side hustles like for free. Like mm. I'm passionate like that. And mm. I've never been passionate like that about a job, like a nine to five. Right. So I think that when you know what you're passionate yeah. about and you have found a way to monetize it, like you don't mind working those long days yeah. to get your business running. Cause it just has a different level of like satisfaction mm-hmm. knowing that like you created that and nobody can take that away from you. Exactly. They'd be like, um, hi, can I um speak to the boss? I'm like, um, I'm, I'm the boss. What's up? What's, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. So I would love to know, like, I, I feel like I know the answer to this already, but like, why are you so passionate about side hustles? Like, what do you think that they provide for people? Yeah, for sure. So I've obviously gone to biblical terms. It says you're supposed to have more than seven streams of income, right? So that's mm-hmm. number one. And number two, you know, it, it's always important to have more than one stream of income and have side hustles because number one, it can be fulfilling for you because you're doing things that you love. Okay. So you can, and even if you're only making a couple of dollars, you're like, yes, I don't care. I made something and I'm doing what I love. And you just always want to be ahead. You don't want to, you don't want to drown. Like your peace of mind is everything. And if you can have, all your bills paid, have some money in the bank and have some more residual passive income coming in. Why not? All it takes is a little bit of work, a little bit of extra work, right? Discipline, consistency, and you're good. Side hustles are so important because without money, you are going to be, your quality of life is not going to be anything. Your Mm -hmm. peace of mind is not going to be anything and you're going to be miserable. And you, and it's important because we all are humans. We have to serve one another. Again, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's about everyone. It's about serving God's people, serving the people. So you don't feel, you feel like nothing when you're not serving people. So you should be working to the best of your capacity so that you can live the best life that you want to live. So that when you die, you leave a legacy. People can say, she did X, Y, and Z for me. And this made a difference in my life. Mm, I love that. I love the legacy part. That is so important. And I don't think there's many vehicles for creating generational wealth besides creating businesses and investing, right? So if you can create a business that like you leave to your children that just changes your family's life for generations, like I think that's so powerful to even be able to do something like that. Absolutely. And if you're the chosen one, if you feel it inside of you, I definitely say act upon it because it'll be nothing worse than you dying today or tomorrow. And you, and you, and God's like, did you, did you fulfill your, you, what you were supposed to do? And you're like, no, I didn't. It's like, what are you waiting for? Like, we don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. You know, like we all came into 2020 partying like, Hey, 2020 is everybody's year, you know? And then March comes <laughs> and life shut down. And everybody's like in the house looking crazy quarantined in, you know what I mean? So this really yes. taught me that like, I can't depend, you know, I have my mobile studio, but this also taught me I have more than one stream of income, but it taught me that the this is, you're never safe. And mm-hmm. a new thing that I learned, yeah, I have multiple streams of income, but are my streams of income recession proof, oh, right? Yeah. So now we talking, we talking a different level now. Now my mindset, my 2020 vision is even more further because now me and my sister, we're getting ready to start another business that's recession proof because- mm-hmm. Now the government, the world says, hey, the daycares are closed, which you never thought schools or daycares would ever be closed, right? Because those are essential right. businesses. Those are closed because now the daycares are closed. My business is closed. I started mm-hmm. business, a business for freedom, not for 
this to happen. So once again, somebody has something over my head. So I have to create a new opportunity so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the journey of entrepreneurship. It's about evolving and being flexible. And like, like you said, just like, you're always, you gotta be on your toes. There's no time to sleep. There's no time to wait. And because either another business is going to get ahead of you and Mm -hmm. like put you out of business or the environment that you're working in is going to change. And if you don't keep up, like then what? Right. Right. So I, I want to talk about entrepreneurship in the lens of being a woman of color in this country, because I feel like one of the things I really believe about entrepreneurship is that it gives you the opportunity to opt out of all of the the wealth gap when it comes to being a woman versus a man, the racial wealth gap when it comes to being a woman of color versus a white person. Like the systems in place right now, they don't support wealth building for people of color. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think like opting out of the nine to five of the corporate structure of the systemic like oppression that is built into the employment system in this country, Mm -hmm. like that's powerful because then you're not subject to the bullshit that everybody else is, uh, you know? And so I would love to know your thoughts about that. Yeah. I think that, and again, that's why I was saying, if you feel it inside of you, like you just know that, you know, you, you want more, like you said, like they're laying people off left and right. And like you said, they're not caring. There are some people who are not even receiving unemployment. Mm -hmm. That's why it is so essential. Like I can't even stress it enough. It's like, you're either going to be, you're either going to be rich or you're going to be poor. It's really no in between. So it's like, we have to stick together. Like we should be shopping and supporting. I literally just joined like two or three Facebook groups today, black owned businesses, right? Like we should be shopping in in Latino business, Latino business. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce that? Am I saying that right? Latino, Latino. Yeah. Latino. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look, you're going to get me. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I just think that it's important that we just we're sticking together. We're giving each other these dollars because we see what's happening right now. It's like the white man is all for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we get whatever's left if we get anything at all. So we literally have to be creating opportunities all day, every day for our people so that our people never have to worry about eating. So our people are always doing good. So our people are not, our black men aren't being locked up. They're not jogging down the street or walking or doing anything. And they're like, oh, you you have to go to jail. Like, no, these people, these, the people, the black guy, our black men who are in jail, when they get out, they need chances and opportunities. The system has it set up so that way when they do get out, they're not able to do anything with, they're not even able to make a better lives for themselves. So us mm-hmm. as a community, we need to be continuously evolving, continuously adding value and continuously giving each other, keeping, bring, continuously bringing each other up. They didn't yes. do all this stuff back in the day for us to learn, to be able to vote and to be able to, you know, to fight off this for this, for us to be letting them continue to do this to us. That's not what it's about. They talk, yeah. what I'm talking about, he wanted to, he wanted to put up a, a wall so that people couldn't come over. Are you, cra- are you crazy? Do he, mm-hmm. he didn't realize that those are the hardest working people. Me working on the cruise ship allowed me to see how those, how those countries, how, how poor those countries are, how, how people really need to eat and how people really want to come over here to come in America to make a better lives for themselves. And the Yes. We have people who are trying to keep us down and oppressed because what? Because of the color of our skin? Yeah. But but yeah. that's because they know. They have no legit reason because we do we're, we're so kind to them. They have, they know that we're the we're the warriors. We're the mm. warriors and they and they know it and they and they try to keep us down, but you can't keep us down because nope. because you just can't. And that's yeah. why oh that's why I told you guys in the statistics, Pastor Jamal Bryant 
said that in 2022, over 100,000 new millionaires will be created. We need to be making sure it's our people more than half, if not all 100,000, it's our people because we don't have to settle for working a nine to five unless you're a doctor or, uh, you know, one of those essential, a lawyer or something like that. If you work in a little petty job that some white man on a beach kicking his feet up while you're working, making pennies as a peon, absolutely not. Absolutely Ooh, not. And I will not, I let love this. not let my people do that. Make sweeping floors for $11 an hour. Absolutely. You sweeping the floors, you're getting paid $20 an hour or whatever the ba- the budget can do. But you're not going to get paid pennies and then have to live off of welfare. And they tell you what you have. You know what I mean? Like now that you're yes. fired up now because we have to stick together. Like we didn't, I didn't ask to be black. Nobody asked to be what they are. Right. And because mm-hmm. you are what you are, you can't help it, but you got to be the best that you can be. And now that because we're going through what we're going through, now we have to work extra harder. But we already know we can do it. They already know we can do it. That's why they try to do what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. they are, that's why they burnt down Wall Street back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, we're not yep. stupid. We're not stupid. We know what y'all it's doing. It's always a system of fear that could they put, try to put in place to control. And I think, you know... This country, obviously, all the statistics show that we are becoming a majority minority country. So Blacks and Latinos will be the majority of this country in the next 30 years. And we're going to be the ones that are controlling the money at that point. But we have to start taking the steps now to set up those foundations so that Mm -hmm. when that time comes, like we already have our systems built, we're already creating businesses and opportunities Mm -hmm. for our own people Mm -hmm. because- now, you know, more than ever, I think, especially like the first generation um, of, of kids like myself and like you, that we're like going to get higher education and we're like making more money than our parents. Like we are that wave, that shift that's happening right now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Now, and I just I'm so excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. And it's important that we we work as hard as we can so that we can invest and give back. I mean, now they're giving out minority and and African-American grant funds and stuff like that. It's still slim to none, very limited. So it's our due diligence to make the money, the multi-millions and really to, so we can help, so we can help our people so that we can give back so that they don't have to go on shark tank and be in a panel full of white people asking for money. You know what I mean? Like, no, Mm. we have our own, our own shark tank. Okay. And if you want to come on shark tank, you tell us what your idea is. And if it makes sense and we can make our, our return on our investment, then we're all for it. And I think as a community and as a people, we need to stick together. We need to shop together. We need to support one another. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Not, not all, not all Caucasians are bad. I'm not saying that we're not saying that, but for the ones who are giving us the hardest problems, they're going to reap what they sow. And let's just put it out. (laughs) We will leave that at that. That is for damn sure. Mm. Okay. So I'm curious because you were obviously someone who was able to control and take charge of your finances. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you share with someone who wants to get control of their money, but really doesn't know where to start? Yeah, for sure. So um, getting control of your finances. So I would definitely say, first and foremost, writing a budget. So in the beginning of the month, you should be writing out a budget saying exactly how much your bills are, 
what what extra stuff are you do you have to pay for do you have netflix do you have i don't know like extra subscriptions so what do you have and what exactly needs to be paid down are you in debt are you in credit card debt student loan debt like whatever you're in whatever is financial buying that you're in you need to figure out how you can get it out by analyzing your finances so that you can allocate them to pay them down so that you are debt free and you can place your money in investments and other places love it Mm -hmm. And I'm curious because I feel like everybody has a mindset when it comes to money. And I'm curious, do you have a money mantra that you kind of use to channel like prosperity or just put out into the universe to attract what you're looking for? Absolutely. I have two. The first one is, is I said, I will never be broke another day in my life. Mm. I will never be broke another day in my life. So I have that one to remind myself if I'm broke, that's because it's a choice. That's because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I didn't work. I didn't act. Okay. And my second one, you probably heard this one, but this one is uh, money comes to me flowingly and freely. Money comes to me flowingly and freely. So from all sources, it doesn't matter how big or how small, but it comes to me. And when it comes, it comes in large quantities. I love it. Margo, I feel like you took us to church today. I am so <laughs> loving this conversation. So for people that want to find out more about you and follow your journey, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can go to um, my Instagram, which is um, UD, U as in unicorn, D as in dog, underscore side hustle pro, underscore, okay? And mm-hmm. then um, my website is unworthydebt.net. And that one, um, I'm going to update that, my website, because it was pretty much talking about um, just my credit card journey. Because, you know, initially when I started my Instagram, I was talking about how, um, how I paid off my credit card. But then um, God spoke to me. He was like, you're, you're telling people you paid off your credit card debt, but you're not showing them. Like telling them is not really helping them. So I had to mm-hmm. angle it in a way where it was like, OK, I did it because of this. So I do need to update my blog just so you know, but it's um, unworthydebt.net. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to meet you. I love what you're doing. I love everything that you stand for. And I just cannot wait to continue to watch you flourish as an entrepreneur. And I wish you the so much success in all of your future endeavors. Oh, thank you so much, Denise. I appreciate you too. And thank you for having me on and being receptive. And I hope that I can meet you one day. Maybe we could do like a live YouTube channel or something together. Listen, I love Baltimore. Like I was there all the time when I lived in New Jersey and I'm like missing it so much. I would be down there for the Fells Point Festival every year. And I just love this. I feel like I was a Baltimorean in like another life because I feel a connection to the city that it just is one of my favorite places on earth. So oh, wait, I have to ask, did you have any of our seafood, the crabs and the shrimp? Girl, uh, that is literally why I go over there. The Maryland <laughs> crabs do not compare to anything else on planet earth. I love them. Yes. I'm glad that you know that. People yes. States, I'm like, no, not to compete with Maryland. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> it's been my pleasure, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I hope that today's episode inspires you to take a look at the skills that you have built up over the years and find out ways that you can monetize them. This is why I loved Margot's story and I wanted you guys to hear it too because I get so many questions about how to start a side hustle, how to figure out what you actually are good at and what you can actually monetize. And the truth is that we all have unique skills and talents and abilities that can be used to create a business. So I want you to do some homework today after listening to this episode. Take a piece of paper and literally write down a list of things that you enjoy doing, and that's your starting point for your side hustle. If you would do it for free, you can definitely do it for money.
As a reminder, if you're loving the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. That way, amazing listeners like you can find us too. We want everybody out here being poderosa with their money. And so if they know about us, they can start doing that too. If you don't already follow us on social media, make sure that you follow the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and even TikTok. Yep, we're doing TikToks too. And don't forget to visit the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast blog where you can find episode show notes as well as personal finance articles, news about events, and more. If you're loving this podcast and you're ready to take your dinero to the next level, make sure you check out the YQD community. This community is a Patreon membership community that gets you exclusive access to the Yo Quiero Dinero Slack group. You get access to Janice and other subscribers to help you accomplish your money goals. Plus, get free exclusive access to all YQD live events and monthly meetups with Janice and other guests from the podcast. You get a free t-shirt, 50% off private one-on-one coaching, and more. To find out more, head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com and check out our Patreon community subscription options. You can also head over to Patreon.com slash YoQuieroDineroPodcast for more information or go to our Instagram and click on the link in our bio. Until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay confident, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer